Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Robert Sex Reese, host of the Dr. Sex Reese Show. And every episode, I listen to people talk about their sex and intimacy issues. And yes, I despise every minute of it. I yeah. mean, she, she made mistakes too. Right? That's I mean, true. She, she did she, kill everyone at her wedding. But hell is real. We're all trapped here. And there's nothing any of us can do about it. So join me, won't you? Listen to the Dr. Sex Reese Show every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez are officially done. Tignataro has replaced Chris Delia in Army of the Dead, and there's some wild CGI going on. And we're talking about the Kardashians and body image with Ade Onibata. It's April 15th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Casey, I was already so excited for this summer, but I've seen some news about White Claw, which has just made me all the more excited. Have you heard about this? No, what is it? Okay, so White Claw has launched a new brand called Surge, and it is a much higher ABV, and the can is also substantially <laughs> I mean, with a name like Surge, oh my God, this is the Four loco we all deserve. <laughs> I know, it really does take me back to that like college Four loco place. And I mean, the cans are the size Wait, of those Wait, do you know what, what, is the, what is the alcohol content? So the alcohol content is now 8%. Okay, you know what though? This is, I won't give up on White Claw yet because White Claw was my last summer. And I was like, you know what? I don't really want that anymore because I was going to switch to Topo Chico hard seltzer. That's a thing? I just saw it on Target's website. No way. Wait, I want to try Tabo Chico yeah. hard seltzer. That's you, amazing. I think it's going to have better carbonation. I think it's going to be great and delicious. Okay, so we're going to do a taste test. I'm, am, you are correct, though. This summer is going to be wild. <laughs> well, I, I know someone who needs either a White Claw or a Surge or a Tapo Chico, and it is Alex Rodriguez <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez. Um, in case you didn't hear, A-Rod and J-Lo are officially done. The pair released a joint statement to the Today Show this morning, stating, quote, We have realized we are better as friends and look forward to remaining so. We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and one another's children. A-Rod and J-Lo have been together since 2017, and the pair were engaged for two years before this announcement. 
Rumors had circulated about the pair earlier this year that they were splitting, and originally the duo had said, quote, all the reports are inaccurate. We are working through some things. Okay, Stephen. <laughs> the only reason I'm laughing right now is because we need to talk about A-Rod's Instagram stories from today, because all of this is just absolutely wild. Basically, he has been posting just like videos and photos of photographs of their memories together. With today, today, wait, have you not seen it? Okay, so no, to break it down for me, what is he posting? He's literally posting like he's looking at you know, when you go into like your mom or dad's house and there's a whole area with just photographs of the family, yeah. So he's basically Instagram storying that, no. but it's just like it's it's uh Jennifer and A Rod in a heart written into the sand. Are you kidding me? Okay, one, one cold plays playing in the background, no. two, he has tagged. Jennifer Lopez in, in in all of the stories. Casey, this just speaks to something that I have said many times about JLo and A-Rod, and I will say it again. They are like maybe the most A-list couple in the world. Like they are as famous as famous gets. But they do have this tendency sometimes to behave like real D-listers. I mean, like, this is this is behavior you might expect from like a bachelor contestant or or like an influencer or something. And and, and no shame, like you gotta make your headlines one way or another, but like they don't have to do this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay, just one other thing. Uh, it, this him posting these Instagram stories really adds up to my theory, and I think you would agree with it too, that like she wanted to split up and he didn't because yeah. this all came about because of, you know, an alleged something going on with a Bravo Southern charm, you know, star. Yeah, speaking then, of D-listers. Speaking of D-listers. And then, you know, they were like, no, we're fine. We're good together. And now they're splitting up a couple months later and now he's on Instagram stories doing this. It all, it all adds up. <laughs> it all adds up and it's very, very dark. <laughs> okay, so meanwhile... Hollywood has gotten very innovative when it comes to handling the release of projects starring problematic actors. Just CGI them out. The film we're talking about here is Army of the Dead. The role originally went to disgraced comedian Chris Delia, and he even appeared in the first trailer for the movie. However, after multiple allegations of sexual misconduct, including with minors, Delia was dropped from the production. Actor Tig Notaro was announced as Delia's replacement back in August. Well, the new trailer dropped, and it appears they just digitally edited Notaro into all of Delia's scenes, and she's looking all kinds of badass, and fans on Twitter cannot get enough. User Kendalee Brown said, quote, all these years I've been telling people I'm queer when it turns out my sexuality is specifically watching Tig Notaro fight zombies while Kenny Rogers plays in the background. Okay, so here's my thing with this. Obviously, the most important thing to do was to get rid of Chris Delia for all of the pedophilia reasons. But beyond that, casting Tig was just such a better idea in the first yes, place. Yes. Like the movie will absolutely be so much better with her there. And and I just want to live in a world where Tig can be the first choice, not the replacement choice. Mm, mm-hmm, but but mm-hmm. seeing her in the trailer, it is so exciting. I had no idea 
just how badly I needed to see Tig in a role like that until I saw it. <laughs> I know. None of us would have expected that, but it fits her so perfectly. Wait, and now I'm thinking about it. This might be different. Did this happen to Kevin Spacey or was that another actor that I'm thinking of? Kevin Spacey was replaced in uh, certain projects after his uh, scandal happened, but I don't know if it was through CGI, was it? No, maybe it was just they brought someone and they just filmed that person's scenes or something like that. But it is, you know what? (laughs) It's kind of a problem that they're having to have these problems. (laughs) Uh, So many problems. Um, Moving on, we kind of got into this story on the podcast a little last week, but we're still sorting through our feelings over this Khloe Kardashian photo controversy. An image that Khloe didn't want to be seen made its way onto social media. And of course, now we've all seen it. Uh, And we're still talking about it, but it's become much less about the photo itself than Chloe's response to it. To talk about it, we're joined by BuzzFeed News reporter Ade Onibata. She wrote the piece, Will the Real Chloe Kardashian Please Stand Up for Herself? Hi, Ade. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. So... We want to dive into everything surrounding this Khloe Kardashian photo controversy. But first, let's set the scene. What's your take <laughs> on the Kardashians in general? Do you watch the show or do you just follow along with all the drama? I used to watch the show. Like when it first started, I, I was a big fan of reality TV. Like anything like car crash TV that kind of made me feel better about my life. I was like, yes, give it to me. Um, I think in recent years, the hyper visibility of it all just started to become a bit suffocating. So I'll definitely say I was one of those people who kind of withdrew and you know kept up with them via the various updates that you see on social media but in terms of like being invested in the family or being curious like I couldn't escape them if I tried so I I definitely (laughs) didn't like actively try to keep up with them it was like they were keeping up with me and following me Mm. everywhere I go so (laughs) this is the first time I think I've actually written about any of the Kardashians because I kind of like intentionally avoided doing it because I know everybody else will. So I don't need to contribute to that. So for everyone who might not know, can you explain the backstory here on where this photo of Chloe came from and then the actions the family took? I believe it was Easter weekend and, you know, bless Mary Jo, like an <laughs> unassuming 86 year old. I, I can't even say, she's not even a boomer. Like she's beyond that. Like she's from the silent generation, I think they call it. Just taking a picture of her granddaughter, it was uploaded to social media and it's being described as an unflattering photo, but yet they acknowledge that she looks beautiful in it. Um, and immediately the action was taken by the family to have it scrubbed off the internet. And I describe it as like digital whack-a-mole, like all of this effort that they've gone through to make sure nobody sees it. Pretty much everybody has seen it. Everybody wanted to see it because they wanted to see what the big deal is. The story from their reps is that it was uh, unauthorized and posted by an assistant or someone on the team. Uh, The copyright owner is technically MJ, who is the Kardashian grandma, the mother of Kris Jenner. Um, And as the copyright holder, um, the family made sure that they leaned into those laws as far as telling people why they couldn't post it. Um, and they're really like ac- accounts of all sizes, big and small were kind of issued with notices or they had the tweets or they had their accounts suspended. Like I spoke to at least two people who had their accounts suspended um, because they had posted the photo. So it just feels like a massively blown out of proportion response to um, a photo that Chloe didn't want you to see, but we've already seen. 
Mm-hmm. So you said you spoke with, you know, a couple of people and one of the people who was contacted by the Kardashian's attorney and who was threatened with legal action if they didn't take down the photo. What did they have to say about the whole situation? I mean, they were pretty shocked. Like um, one of the main accounts and I think her tweet kind of like screenshotting everything uh, went viral. She's a plastic surgeon consultant. So she's no stranger to talking about the Kardashians as part of the stuff that she's done to grow her account. She's often getting requests to do deep dives. And, you know, she said she had never kind of been approached like this. This had never happened to her. Uh, and she's got an account of like, over 27,000 followers. Of course, on her part, she felt like it was excessive. But she also felt like it spoke to a deeper issue in, in terms of this need to control how people see the Kardashians. Um, she was definitely shocked, a little bit scared. And, you know, because in her mind, she was like, my account's so small. I didn't think like anything I do would ever like pique the interest of the Kardashian lawyers. And for her, her account means something like she's grown that audience and the risk of losing it. She kind of complied as far as like agreeing not to repost the picture. Wow. Well, there is a lot more to unpack here, which we're going to do right after the break. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver. And on my podcast, Mini Questions, I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers like blondie vocalist Debbie Harry, journalist and television host Jeremy Clarkson, editor-in-chief of InStyle magazine Laura Brown, and creative juggernaut Goldie. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. We controlled the courts. We controlled absolutely everything. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free. Until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. From my perspective, Bob was too good to be true. There's got to be something wrong with this. I wouldn't trust that guy. He looks like a little scumbag liar, stool pigeon. He looked like what he was, a rat. I can say with all certainty, I think he's a hero because he didn't have to do what he did, and he did it anyway. The moment I put the wire on the first time, my life was over. If it ever got out, they would kill me in a heartbeat. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Ade Onibata about the Kardashians and body image. I really want to dive into Chloe's response here. She issued this long statement and then also posted a video of herself jumping up and down in her underwear, apparently in a bid to show all of us what her body, you know, quote, really looks like. What was your reaction when you saw that video? I mean, it's like twofold. Like, first part, you kind of think, like, really? 
like is this really necessary um but then following that you kind of feel bad for her like you kind of feel sorry that you know this adult woman consistently has to um defend or um reaffirm no I am who I say I am this is what I really look like like all of this kind of tap dancing for social media over a picture that unfortunately whether you like it or not is what you look like whether it's the best lighting or whether you like the picture like come on like all of us especially as someone who's 36 like I'm in my 20s and I still grew up in the Facebook era where people would upload photos of you, no edits, no sort of quality control. And I probably never want to see a lot of them, but they exist. And I have to live with that. So more than anything, I, I felt like a combination of, I felt sorry for her, but at the same time, it was like, this is ridiculous. Like, why why are we still doing this? You also point out that Chloe's response is pretty ironic. She calls out these unrealistic beauty standards she's being held to, but she and her family have really helped set these standards. And in the cases of Kim and Kylie, they've become billionaires off of them. Do you think this is something she realizes and is just unwilling to acknowledge? I genuinely, like, and, and I, I see a lot of people use the word hypocrisy on social media, and I'm like, I don't even know if, if it's primarily hypocrisy. Like, I think there is genuinely a degree of delusion that takes precedent over the hypocrisy. I genuinely don't think she's able to look around herself. I mean, I can't imagine what kind of work you'd have to do because I think at the end of it, she really dug deep and looked around her. She might end up just thinking, you know what? I hate my sisters. I resent every single person that I've had to grow up with. You guys consistently make me feel bad about myself. Like that's a lot to have to reckon with. So I don't even think she's properly looked inwards and assessed like hey we've made a lot of money off the back of this unrealistic standard that I'm also holding myself to like and I do that without the help I don't need the public to do that I'm doing that already myself and this isn't to dismiss that over the years uh, in terms of us being part of the Kardashian family Chloe hasn't been dealt her fair share of like nasty words or you know really harsh comparisons I would never want to dismiss that because I think we've all seen it, but we have to also acknowledge the hand that she plays herself in the construction of this and, and especially her family who've profited so tremendously from it. And Chloe herself who's participated in it. Like it wasn't that long ago she was doing waist training ads. At the beginning of this year, I'm sure she did weight loss shakes ads. And you know, you can't talk about unrealistic standards and not talk about the role that you play in perpetuating those. It's just... It's ironic, it's disappointing, and it's so short-sighted and a total lack of self-awareness. You close out your piece with this advice to Chloe that I thought was pretty poignant. You, you wrote, when does the reality kick in that Chloe herself can't keep up with the Kardashians and that there is no shame in admitting it? So my question for you is, when it comes to keeping up with these kinds of standards, what kind of strain does that put on a person, especially when that is a part of their brand? I mean, I can't even be to imagine and I, I can speak for myself as a, just as a woman as an individual but also so I can't speak from the position of like being surrounded by money and one of the things that I do say as far as like mental health not discriminating whether or not you're a man you're a woman regardless of gender race class but what does discriminate is access to help and I think you know until there is some sort of realization we're going to continuously have this back and forth, this weird kind of dialogue where Chloe posts a picture, it gets dissected, she defends herself and repeat. 
And that's going to become the cycle of Chloe's identity for a very long time until she starts to reckon with this. And like I said, I do think it's going to be some very difficult work, especially because of her proximity to her family, where she's literally existing at the center of all of that. Like, that's a tough place to be. And when you compare that, as well as being emotionally at the center of that, you've now financially and economically tethered yourself to that. And we can already see, like, the disintegration of the family, whether it's, like, Courtney not wanting to film the show or, you know, Chloe said quite a lot of times, you know, all of this stuff is doing a lot of damage to her. And I think she called it like soul destroying was the phrase that she used most recently. And it's going to be more of that. And at at some point you're either going to break or you're going to have to fight for yourself. And I think that's what I meant, at least with the intention of like, will the real Chloe Kardashian stand up for herself? Like she talks about all of this stuff as if it's external and she has no way of mitigating it or no hand or she's just a victim of a situation and you're not you have a platform you have resource you have agency whether or not you choose to do that is entirely in your hands i think this idea of her not being able to admit that she's maybe not keeping up with the kardashians is really interesting because i saw this post on an anti-diet instagram that said I don't want to admit that I'm plus size because I don't want to be treated how plus size women are treated in the society. And I think that kind of resonates here, only it's more, I don't want to admit that I'm plus size because I don't want to be treated how non-Kardashian women are treated in this society. And like you said, it's going to be a lot of work if she truly does want to unpack this. Definitely. Mm. Ade, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, guys. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, we need to live in a world where Tignataro is always the first choice to fight the zombie apocalypse. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. streaming new movies every week at PeacockTV.com. We'll have the Twilight Saga. I never felt more alive. Selma. We must march. Plus Bad Boys 1 and 2 and Shrek 1 and 2. It's so good to be home. Tons of blockbuster hits you can't not watch. Sign up at PeacockTV.com. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver, and on my podcast, Mini Questions, I put together a little experiment. I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers, like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry. I did have a revelation. It was at CBGB's, as a matter of fact. I was waiting for the audience to give it to me, give it to me. Then I realized that I had to make them. I had to command them. Artist and creative juggernaut, Goldie. And I walk up to the mountain, I hike up. Just being in that environment and seeing life and death in front of you, right in front of you. And I go up there and scream and cry and and, and laugh. And I find that being the happiest. And many more. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions. 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.